All right, what about small businesses? If uh, this extension of the lockdown is to be believed and we're in for another month of pain for small businesses in the largest city in the country, how will many of them survive? Alexi Boyd is the interim CEO for Cosmo. Good morning to you, Alexi. Good morning, Marcus. Thank you for your time. Um, and again, I, I preface this with a warning that we don't really know what's going on because there's been no official word from the government, but it is being reported that another four weeks of lockdown is on the cards for Sydney. How will small businesses already suffering survive? Well, it's a very good question, Marcus. We're in a situation which is fairly untenable for lots of us. There's uh, businesses out there that have got very little left on the balance sheet. We always run our businesses with a little bit of money in there for the rainy days, but that's all gone over the last few months of uh, ongoing pandemic concerns, lockdowns, maybe lockdowns, not lockdowns, and it's really uh, beginning to get on the small businesses' minds. We're looking down the barrel of another four weeks. That means losing connectivity with our staff. It means not being able to hang on to our employees, potentially. And uh, what we're seeing now is um, we're seeing um, uh, empty rates going through the roof when it comes to leases, empty shops everywhere beginning to pop up. And even those that are still operating, they're turning into zombie businesses, which are probably trading insolvable, but not at a point where they've been able to recognise this yet. And uh, they're not able to even stop and take an opportunity to look at their books. So there's a lot of heartache out there. Um, there's a lot of concern for our workers as well. We have to remove them from our businesses and lose yep. those co- connections. Uh, and there's a lot of people saying, I, I don't think I can, I can do this for the next four weeks. There's nothing more devastating to small business. Uh, Look, a lot of these businesses aren't like the bigger corporations. They don't have any fat to trim. They often don't have a a lot of of capital in the bank, etc. You know, these are the smaller mum and dad or family operations that employ Australians. I think they deserve better, whether it's from the federal government. Well, probably from the federal government. I mean, they're the ones with the, the levers of the cash. And I mean, with the Small Business Council of Australia perhaps call for a, a job keeper mark two perhaps and and the focus being on small businesses rather than the big corporations that have made profits. Well, Marcus, you've got it in one. We are small business people. We're the backbone of the community. We're the ones who look after the, the local sporting teams. We're the ones who our, our kids get our first jobs at and, and provide us with services and goods that you just simply can't get at the big boys. And And you're absolutely right. We don't have... Um, the cash reserves to be able to see us through four weeks. We can't even afford to close and reopen, which is what many of the big boys can do. So uh, it's a situation that's untenable. And yes, we need more government support. Absolutely. It's just not possible to remain a viable business without support at this point. Uh, It hasn't been for the last few weeks either. So what we're calling for is a a combination of industry-specific support, something that actually meets the needs and is tailored to small businesses and all of their differences. And that's tricky. That's difficult for government. And we're working with them to try and find solutions that meet the needs of all small businesses. There's no silver bullet. There's no one solution that's going to be, uh, you know, best for everyone. So we need to meet the needs of the, the variety of small businesses out there and make sure that everyone's looked after as best as possible. Because uh, when small businesses suffer, so does 
the community at large. Uh, you know, whether it's a small community um, in a suburban area of Sydney, uh, you've got the local butchers, you've got the local uh, news agents. I mean, they're obviously news agents, butchers still open. But my, my point stands, they are suffering with lockdowns. A lot of people still aren't travelling to those areas, uh, you know, the, the local shops to get there, uh, uh, to provide custom. They're perhaps going to the larger supermarkets, all the rest of it. Uh, but it does have a damaging effect on local communities. It doesn't only have a damaging effect where the lockdown's happening. It has a knock-on effect. So all those small businesses that provide goods and services to the small businesses that are shut, to the communities that are in lockdown, they are affected. And, of course, when we're experiencing a, a lack of foot traffic in regional areas because people in Sydney are not allowed to travel, as you said, the biggest city in Australia, then those regional areas are also suffering. So the support needs to be tailored for areas that are not necessarily within the hot zone, but actually still suffering and still seeing a decline. And just picking up on your point about how important small businesses are to community, if we lose small businesses in those beautiful little strips of shops that we love when we go and visit um, uh, regional communities, when we go to our local baker and our butcher and, yeah. and, and look after them, they're not going to be replaced by other small businesses because the sentiment is so dire at the moment. Nobody is going to, until we see our way out of this, mm. nobody is going to have the confidence to move into those spaces and, and take up. And what we're going to see is an homogenisation of, of those wonderful uh, community shopping strips that we love and we'll just see um, big business move in and unfortunately we'll lose all of that beautiful variety and community spirit that small business brings. How important uh, is communication from our decision makers, from government? How important is communication to small business owners? Uh, look, I know that you at uh, COSBA uh, do a wonderful job. You speak to, uh, to all stakeholders, including government and your members. I get that. But, you know, for, for people that perhaps aren't involved or as much, uh, you know, aren't as, uh, I guess, um, what's the word? How am I trying to put it? For people who just wake up this morning running a small business, they grab the front page of the paper and they go, oh, shit, another month. You know, yeah. But it hasn't been announced by the government. So what I'm suggesting is the messaging, the communication to the small business um, community, it's missing. There's no communication there at the moment. That is that is true. What we're looking for is a little bit of notice, any notice really, yes. so that we have that ability to plan. But... What is uh, important to know about this virus is that it's the one in control. The virus is the one that keeps flipping and turning and changing and and evolving faster than there is an ability to foresee the future. And so everyone is working together to try and solve this, but it's moving so fast that it makes it difficult to plan, not only for small businesses owners, for government, for the stakeholders who are trying to work a way to find solutions. This is a complex situation. And unfortunately, small businesses, again, is bearing the brunt of its complexity. Yep. All right. Great to have you on. Thank you, Alexi. I appreciate it. Thanks for chatting to us. All right. From the Council of Small Business Australia, their interim CEO, Alexi Boyd, on the program. Uh, And of course, messaging is the key. And I know that Alexi needs to be a little careful in what she says. I get that because she deals with governments each and every day. But again, I go back to my point. The point is that there needs to be better communication. All right, so Alexi says, well, you know, we we talk to governments and they want some notice as to what's planned. I understand and I appreciate, of course, the virus 
doesn't, you know, act the way we would like it to. If if it did, it'd just nick off, go away. It's not going to. We've got to learn to live with the virus. So what I'm suggesting is rather than leaking to the media, rather than putting out mixed messages or unconfirmed messages from a an official level that further adds to the anxiety and the mental health aspects of this pandemic, perhaps we should be a little clearer with what is coming from our government in New South Wales. You know, of course, Alexi's right. Things are changing rapidly all the time. If they are changing rapidly all the time and you hold a crisis cabinet meeting overnight, don't leak the information until you're sure the next morning exactly what that's going to be. Because it's not fair, as Alexi said, on those that are bearing the brunt, small business owners, people in hospitality. You know, imagine the disappointment this morning for so many in the hospitality, retail and other sectors who have just learnt that, of course, they're going to be in for another four weeks of this rubbish, of this lockdown. You know, they deserve better messaging from their government. And if if something's changed from last night till 11 o'clock this morning, surely it's best not to leak that information last night from this cabinet meeting or whatever it was, crisis meeting, it's crisis. If it's such a crisis, Gladys, where, where the hell were you last night? 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, hold a press conference. Or if you can't do that, put out an official New South Wales government press release. This is what we discussed. These are the measures we're taking. Rather than whoever it is that's leaking, because they're doing you great political damage, Gladys, rather than allow the leaks, maybe you need to perhaps put out a press release and give the information on an official New South Wales government's letterhead to the people of Sydney so we have assurance and we can understand what's coming. Right now, we're left to fill in the gaps. Keep second-guessing. You know, what does this single bubble mean? You know, that they're talking about on the radio or in the media. You know, can I visit my mum next week? I'm a tradie. I live out the back of... I don't know, Liverpool, can I work next week? What's going on? These are all key messages and the blanks need to be filled before 11 o'clock each day.